Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I'm your host, Shane Bacon. This week's episode with Brooks Kepka is brought to you by Ogio, the leader in golf bag design. Ogio is proud to bring you the Silencer Golf Stand Bag, the best stand bag on the market. The wood stand top is engineered to keep your golf clubs locked in and is the safest way to carry your clubs for 18 holes. Golf clubs are not cheap, and Ogio knows that. Keeping in mind that with every stitch and pocket of the Silencer Golf Bag, seven pockets, an insulated water bottle pocket, and a fleece line valuable pocket, it doesn't miss a shot in hopes that you won't either. Visit Ogio.com for their entire line and make sure to give that Silencer Bag a look. I guarantee it. You'll be a fan. We also wanted to remind you that PGA Tour Live this week is just bananas. Ten of the top 11 in the world will be shown, including Day, Fowler, Stinson, Mickelson, Spieth, Matsuyama, Dustin, Justin, Dustin, Dustin, Justin, that's really hard to say in a row, McElroy, and that's just Thursday. Subscribe for just $39.99 for the entire year, all year long. It's cheaper than a dozen golf balls, and watch the biggest and best names in the game take on TPC Sawgrass and the 17th this week. PJ Tour Live is a no-brainer. Also, make sure you follow the Scratch account at Scratch. That's with a K. It's going to be some great content rolling out from Sawgrass all week long. Scratch is a different avenue to get interesting and funny golf videos, but something I think you'd like if you're a fan of this podcast. It's just golf. Try not to take it too seriously. Give Scratch a follow. You'll thank me later. A fun week. Players' Championship is upon us. The golf course has gone through some renovations. Some different holes. The 12th is going to look completely different to you if you've watched it in past years. And players seem excited. Talk to Brooks Kepka a bit about it. He's excited about it. You know, I always say this is the hardest event all year long to try to pick a winner. If you look back over it throughout the years, some of the best players in the world have won here. I mean, you look back just recent years, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Martin Keimer winning. But, you know, you've had those others sprinkled in. Fred Funk, KJ Choi, Craig Perk, Stephen Ames. Stephen Ames almost won this thing twice. Sergio Garcia's had a lot of success here. Tigers won it twice. Phil's only won it once. I just feel like this, out of 18 holes, when you're looking at the tour schedule throughout the year, this one is one of the hardest to predict. So my small little piece of advice is, if you're one of those people that like to gamble on golf, maybe take this week off. Because it's really, really hard, and it's a really hard one to predict. But it's a fun week, and I know uh, you know they, they like to boast that it's the best field in golf. And when you look at the world rankings and the players in the field, you have to agree with them. I'm excited about Thursday. Brooks Kepka is excited about Thursday. Nice of him to, to take a minute on Wednesday afternoon as he prepares for the Players' Championship to talk with us, you know, about his year and about playing with his brother at the Zurich and, you know, about what it feels like and, and the expectations about being a professional golfer. And uh, he talked a little bit about the Ryder Cup as well. Uh, that was fun to have Brooks on. And before we get to him, just wanted to remind you to follow us on show, social media. You can follow me at Shane Bacon. Follow the podcast at the Clubhouse Pod. We have a newsletter that comes out Mondays and Wednesdays, and I hope you subscribe to it. We've been having a lot of fun with it. And add in little things. There's going to be a new thing in the next Monday Clubhouse newsletter, so look out for that. A lot of fun stuff coming up. We've got a travel show that we're going to film in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to Aaron Hills in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go play Sand Valley for the first time, so I'll have a report on that. And then the summer season begins, which is really where all the USGA events and all the Top Golf and PGA Tour Live and all that stuff is mixed in. So it's going to be a busy summer. The good news is I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and if you're going to take time away throughout the year, leaving in July and August, not a bad time to do it. But uh, that will be uh, talked about in the coming weeks with our schedule kind of getting busier and busier, but the podcast will continue to ramp up and we'll continue to pump them out. For now, I will stop and we will get to Brooks Kepka. 
And we now welcome into the clubhouse, recently turned 27 years old, 19th ranked player in the world, Brooks Kepka. Brooks, I start every podcast the same with the player, so I'll start it with you by asking, what have you had to eat today? What have I had to eat today? A salad and grouper. That's what I had. And then a little chocolate smoothie after you- the gym this morning. So, yeah, that's it. Are you a big eater on the golf course? I mean, when you're out on the golf course playing, I mean, are you eating constantly throughout the round? Yeah, I try to eat as much as I can. I'm, I'm trying to be better about it this year. Um, you know, I'm, I try to be as as conscious about it as I can and, and try making sure I eat. I mean, you need some uh, you need some food out there. But, um, yeah, I try to eat, you know, before the round, mid-round, try to, try to be better about eating on the golf course. Well, I wanted to start with the Players' Championship and uh, the course really as a whole. Uh, this is going to be your third start at TPC Sawgrass. You finished tied for 35th last year. Had a great first round. And, uh, you know, the media talks this up like it is a major championship. And I just wanted to know, I mean, as you approach it, as you guys get closer to the Players' Championship as a player, does it feel bigger? Does it feel bigger to you guys than just a regular tour event? Yeah, I think it does. Um, you know, it helps. Augusta kind of kicks everything off, and then you're kind of in major mode. It's one of those things where you're uh, – it's like the season really starts there at Augusta. It's it's fun. It's you know your game should be as, as sharp as possible, and I feel like mine's as sharp uh, as it's going to be right now. It's I feel really good, and you know I'm excited. But it do, it does feel like there's a little bit extra. You know, it's like a major this week. Yeah, and it's a golf course that really doesn't lend itself to a certain type of player. I mean, if you go back over the last few years, I mean, you've had short hitters win. You know, somebody like Fred Funk. KJ Choi, but you've had guys that bomb it last year, Jason Day winning. Do you feel like there's a certain player that this kind of golf course and this event caters to, or is it really kind of an open book, really, and just whoever kind of gets it together and gets it in the hole the fastest for four days? I think you'll see a difference now with these changes. Um, I think it, maybe it was set up that way in the past, but with the changes they've made this um, this past year, I, th- I think you're going to start to see, um, you know, uh, a lot of the top players, you know, really, really – competing being here on the weekend i know some some guys you know have struggled in the past but i, I think you're gonna i think it's gonna be a lot closer um i think there's gonna be a lot more guys in the mix come sunday uh with the changes they've made i think every change they've made is, is a hell of a lot better um you know with the you know 12s an interesting hole um you know it's <laughs> with the water on the left i mean it's it's definitely difficult, but, uh, I mean, the changes they've made, everything's for the best. Uh, I, I really like the changes they've made. Yeah, when you look at the 12th, I mean, are you? did you guys game plan? Are you going to be hitting driver there every day? Is it a layup shot? Does it depend on where the hole location is? Uh, a lot depends on when hole location, but, uh, you know, I plan to lay up there every day, uh, to be honest with you. It's more, um, the hole, it doesn't quite suit my, my shape. You know, I like to fade it, and, and you really can't miss that green right. Um, you know, you're going to be struggling. You know, your best chip's probably going to be about 15 feet to the hole. Um, you miss it right, you got a downhill slope. You're chipping off of and the green runs away from you towards the water. You could very easily, depending on the pin location, chip that in the water. Uh, so, you know, I lay it up. You know, I know I'm going to have inside, you know, 10 feet with a wedge. So I, I think that's that's the route we're going to take. How nervous were you the first time you stood on 17T in competition? Not nervous at all. I mean, <laughs> it's your job. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to get out there and go hit the shot. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's You've already played a bunch of holes at that point. Um, you know, 
whether there's people around, you know, whether there's one person around or a hundred thousand people sitting around watching, it doesn't make a difference. It's, you know, pressures when you put expectations on yourself and, um, and you're thinking about the results and what could happen, um, if you get results and, you know, I'm not focused on the result. I'm just trying to get it in the hole as quickly as possible. Um, and I haven't done a very good job of that in that hole, but, um, it's, uh, I actually love the hole. I think it's a fun hole. Well, if you weren't nervous on 17, then my next question for you would be uh, more nervous the first time you teed it up at the Masters or last year, first time you teed it up at the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. Easy e- easily, huh? Um, yeah. I mean, whatever tee height that ball was going in um, <laughs> at the Ryder Cup, it was going to stay there. Whether it was a little too low, whether it was a little too high, it didn't matter. Um, I wasn't about to, I wasn't about to <laughs> adjust the tee height. Because I know if I had to pick that ball up, it probably wouldn't go to stay on the tee the second time. <laughs> well, like mentally, I mean, when you take yourself back to that moment, you know, mentally, I mean, you're jittery, you know, you're you're freaking out. I mean, anybody that's played golf has had nerves, you know, if they teed up in their club championship or trying to play in a, you know, in a USGA qualifier or something. You know, I mean, is it just getting up there and just trying to get it done as fast as possible so you can get out in the fairway and get back to doing what you know you're doing? No, believe it or not. I mean, you're nervous once you put the when you put the tee in the ground. I mean, the Ryder Cup. You got. I mean, I had chills. Uh, I even get chills now thinking about it. But it's, um, you know, once you get into that routine, you know, you start swinging the club. Everything is fine. Um, you get over there. Uh, yeah, I was laughing about it with with um, with Dustin Johnson and my coach Claude before we teed off. We were just like, it doesn't really matter. You might as well swing hard at it. Because wherever it goes, it is going to go a long way. Um, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's fun. It's one of those things you got to enjoy it. Um, you got to enjoy the pressure and enjoy where you're uh, where you're at. And if you can, I think that's when uh, that's when everything comes together. Yeah, well, I mean, you you know, we mentioned a couple of things in your career that you've done. I mean, you've won on the PGA Tour. Uh, you've now already played in a Ryder Cup. I have to think that the Zurich Classic ranks up there in, in really, you know, fun experiences for you as a professional golfer. How much fun was it playing in that event, first time it's a team event, alongside your brother and playing well? Yeah, you know, we played pretty good. He played, uh, he played, he hit the ball really solid uh, Thursday, Friday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't putt that well um, on those days, but, uh, you know, we had a great time. Had a bunch of family and friends out, and uh, it was a cool experience. I mean, to get his first PGA Tour start and, you know, have it as kind of a team event where it takes a little pressure off, uh, I think definitely helped him. And it's going to help him in the long run for sure. It'll be a fun, uh, it'll be a fun, interesting ride to see where he goes um, over the next, uh, you know, couple of years. Were you giving him shit and giving him hell when he was missing putts? Uh, he probably couldn't see the look on my face, but I definitely <laughs> looked at my caddy. <laughs> I, I, I definitely let my caddy know about it, but I mean, you know, it's, it was to be expected. I mean, I remember the first time I played, uh, a PGA tour event. Uh, we actually had the league coming in Sunday and, um, funny story. People probably actually don't even know this. Me and my caddy, he handed me the club. He, there was, I mean, the worst handoff of a club I've ever seen between a player and caddy happened between us. I mean, I don't know if it was his fault or my fault. And we actually dropped the club, and the ball starts tumbling towards the ball. And I'm on hands and knees, and he's dropped the bag, hands and knees, and it's going right for the ball. And luckily, instead, you know, if I swipe it with one hand, the grip's going to hit it. If I swipe it with the other hand, you know, the head's going to hit the ball. 
and it stopped like an inch short of the ball. Um, you know, it's just funny stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it was, it was to be expected. I think the, the nerves, um, especially, you know, when you get around those closing holes, 16, 17, 18, he's, he's not quite used to playing in front of people. Um, and, and, you know, that was, that was kind of like a major for him, if I'm honest. Um, you know, that was his biggest tournament he's played in so far. Um, you know, if, if you look at, you know, money-wise, career-wise, everything that, that could be done, um, he, um, you know, it's, it's a great accomplishment. I mean, he's looking now. I mean, he's trying to get his web card, so that's, uh, you know, lock that up. So it'll be it'll be a fun ride for him here over the next few months. Did Did you guys know? I mean, was he aware that if he finished a certain place at the Zurich, he'd get into an event the next week? I mean, is this something you talked about? I mean, I don't know how aware he was of it. Uh, I don't know if he was aware of it. I was. Um, I knew what I knew what needed to be done, um, and you know, to get on a little run like that towards the end was was quite fun um especially when he you know chipped in for uh for eagle on number seven i was like all right here we go <laughs> now all we got to do is birdie the last two um but it, it was it was super fun um you know my family definitely enjoyed it um and, and it was kind of i had to make about a four footer on on number nine unfortunately I hit an awful first putt and uh, i had to make a little four footer but i to be honest with you i thought we already kind of missed at that point um, and we're uh, and we're going to finish probably T seven T eight and you know luckily we kind of snuck in there and you know he's got a good opportunity you know the following week and you know he, he didn't do much with it but uh, you know hopefully hopefully he gets a few starts here in in the next uh, couple months. Well, we hear a lot about uh, you being you know w- one of the faces of this new age golfer. I mean, an athletic guy, young guy can kind of do other things outside of golf. I mean, you're not necessarily what maybe the, the mid-80s and mid-90s guys necessarily look at. So I wanted to ask, if there was a draft for kind of a decathlon-style event for golfers, you know, two-on-two basketball, hit a fast-pitch baseball, make an extra make an extra point in football or something like that, who would be your mm-hmm. first pick of PGA Tour players to be on your team? DJ, easy. Uh, I mean, DJ is pretty athletic. I mean, we work out together every day. Um, you know, spend a bunch of time off the golf course together. I mean, he's, he's super athletic. Um, you know, next choice might be Gary Woodland. Uh, you know, Dub's pretty, pretty athletic. I mean, to play college basketball and, um, you know, he's got, uh, he's very athletic. So those, say, those two would definitely be up there. Yeah. You say you work out with Dustin. I mean, is it, is it a competition with you guys? I mean, do you guys ever kind of like, cause I mean, you, they say you don't really gain in the weight room unless you're working out with somebody else. So. I mean, do you see yourself competing in the weight room just as much as you guys do on the golf course? Uh, for me, yeah. I don't know if it's for him. I don't know what, <laughs> you know, whether he's looking at it as a competition. I mean, you look at it, he's, he's number one in the world. Um, you know, if he's lifting 100 pounds, I'm trying to lift 105. Uh, doesn't matter what it is. It's something, you know, I'm trying to outdo him because uh, to be the best, you got to work the best. And, uh, I see it as a little competition uh, off the golf course and, and doing stuff like that. So I, I don't know if he sees it that way, but that's how I see it. Is there somebody sneaky athletic on tour that nobody talks about? Because you mentioned a couple of guys I feel like, um, you know, you know, they kind of personify this athletic thing. As you mentioned, I mean, Gary Woodland's a, a hell of a basketball player. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think all the athletic guys, I think everybody knows about. Right. Um, Jim, yeah, Jim Furyk apparently. Uh, somebody told me Jim Furyk was like an, an, a ridiculous athlete. I think Brad Faxon told me Furyk could like 
like play basketball unlike anybody else back in the day. Really? Yeah, you got to take them on. I'll have to take them up on that, yeah. <laughs> I'll take them up on that. Play game of horse. Well, so you're you're a sports fan. You live on the East Coast. How hard is it for you to stay up and watch these games knowing that you have to get up at super early, like on a Thursday or Friday for a tea time? Do you have to turn the games off at times and just go to bed? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'll fall asleep watching them, if I'm honest. I mean, I'll have the TV on. I'll fall asleep watching. I have no problem. I'm usually passing out at like 930 and up at <laughs> by this morning. I was up at 5, just wide awake. Um, you know, I like to get up early and go to bed early, so I'm not, I'm not one to – stay out late and be watching all the games but uh you know if you do it's quite fun to watch them i mean they're they're pretty interesting uh you know with basketball playoffs nhl playoffs um <laughs> it's a good time to be a sports fan let's put it that way for sure well i wanted to ask about your new partnership with michael Boltra. um i'm seeing that there, there's a deal you guys have done where if you make a hole in one for the rest of the pga tour season you're giving away something like 95 cases of beer is that right yeah, yeah, 95 cases of Michelob Ultra. It'll be, it's cool. Um, you know, I'm excited to do uh, the partnership with Michelob Ultra. It'll be, um, you know, it's a fun partnership, I think, with their brand, um, with being the active lifestyle, the, um, you know, 95 calories, and, and to be able to give away, you know, 95 cases of beer if I make a hole in one will be pretty sweet. Um, I think I'm excited. You know, it's kicking off this week, so hopefully everybody's rooting for me. Uh, especially on these par threes, uh, so we can so we can give away some Michelob Ultra. How many hole in ones have you made in your life? Do you know? I don't, I don't even know. I said I think maybe two, maybe three. I don't even know. I'm really bad at that. Have you Have you made any in competition or not? I've not made any in competition, but I was just saying to everyone, um, I haven't made one in a while, so I'm kind of due. So this is a good time. So <laughs> I would I would sign up for the contest and make sure. <laughs> Make sure your name's in there. Well, so so I mean, really, if you think about it, I mean, Sawgrass lends itself to hole in ones. I mean, seventeen, if you take the water out, is a wedge for you. Twelve's not extremely long either. I mean, it, and they definitely have like sloped areas and, and hole locations that you feel like you could probably knock one in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the front pin location on on seventeen, you're looking at making it from the or at least I am from the tee box. Um, you know, it's a pretty easy hole. Um, it, Minus the fact there's a bunch of water and a bunch of people and a bunch of pressure, but other than that, I mean, you can definitely make a hole in one in that hole. Yeah, um, other than yeah, that part, I mean, there's quite. I mean, there's yeah, yeah, other than that, but yeah, there's quite a few slopes out here. So if you, uh, you know, do happen to miss a shot or you know you're trying to play it off the slope, there's definitely the kit, the um, the possibility that uh, that ball will find the bottom of the cup. So hopefully it does. Has has being a professional golfer for you lived up to expectations, been what you kind of thought it would be, or in a way been a little disappointing? Oh, well, I got a bunch of answers for that one. Um, I, I don't think people actually are. I didn't even realize how much actually hard work goes into it. Um, you know, waking up, going to the gym, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, going out to go play, you know, getting done, getting treatment. Um, you know, you're, you're out here for a long, long time during the day. Um, you know, it's not just like we should show up on Thursday, and, um, you know, play Sunday, you know, you got a lot of prep, a lot of rounds. Um, but I, as far as my career, where it's gone, um, you know, I feel like I've, I've underachieved. Um, I've taken everything a little bit more seriously this year. Um, you know, making sure, um, I'm healthy. You know, obviously last year missing a major in a WGC, 
uh, isn't isn't fun. And then you know he calls me to miss, miss out in the FedEx Cup. You know, finishing thirty third. You know, going to Atlanta. So um, I'm I'm extremely focused, extremely ready. Um, and you know, unfortunately, this year, you know, the beginning of the part of the year didn't get off to the best starts uh, for a couple reasons. But um, you know, refocused and uh, I'm ready to play, ready to win. Yeah, I mean, is there anything you've done different since Bay Hill? Because really, since Bay Hill, you've been really locked in. I mean, you played well at the Masters, you played well at the Zurich, but I mean, you, you've been really, really playing great golf basically since the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing really well, so I'm excited, excited to to keep playing and and keep up, um, you know, the uh, keep up the hard work and and just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, it's fun right now. It, game game seems uh, a lot easier than it did a couple months ago, so that's always good. Well, Brooks, I appreciate the time. Uh, if you want to check out the, the Michelob Ultra option with Brooke, you go to around aroundonbrooks.com, and you can win 95 cases of beer. That's a lot of beer. You better have a pretty solid fridge situation if you're going to lock all in. And, Brooks, good luck this week. Uh, yeah. Play well, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. That will do it for this week's Clubhouse podcast. You've heard me boast about the Renegade laptop by Ogio, and for good reason. It's the best backpack I've ever owned. And really, not even close. A laptop pocket, if you're clumsy like me and drop your backpack, a padded sleeve for your iPad or Kindle, two pockets for water bottles. You can, you have no reason not to be hydrated, hydrated if you're traveling. The Renegade's comfortable on the shoulders. You can carry everything you ever need for work and on the road in one place. Check out OGO.com. Get yourself a Renegade backpack now. A last reminder, if you are not a PGA Tour Live subscriber, just do it. This is the week to do it. 10 of the top 11 in the world, 10 of the top 11 in the world will only be shown on PGA Tour Live those first two days. It's the best place to watch golf when golf isn't on TV. If you go to PGA Tour Live, you subscribe. It's $39.99 for the entire year. That's the entire year. I'm doing the memorial for PGA Tour Live. I'm doing one of the FedEx Cup events. It's, it's fun, and it's worth your time. And if you're at work on a Thursday or Friday and you want to throw something up on your iPad or on your phone, it's a great way to not really get a lot of your work done, which really, I mean, it's a Friday in the summer. Who's working that hard anyway? So download PJ Tour Live, throw it up on your iPad. You can put it on your Apple TV as you will, as you, if you want. That's what I do on Thursdays and Fridays, and we've got big, big names coming this week at the Players' Championship. And that's it. That's it for this Clubhouse episode. Many thanks for everybody that continue to listen and subscribe. Tell your friends about it. I'm getting a new batch of koozies sent my way right now, so I have some new ones to send out. All I really need is your address. So if you got to this point in the podcast, hit us up on Twitter at the Clubhouse Pod. Let us know you want a koozie, and we will make that happen. Hope you get in a round of golf. Try to go Saturday morning. That's the best time. You can't go Sunday. You don't want to make mom mad. Saturday morning, get like that 6.30, 6.45 tea time. Tee off, get it done, get home, and then you get to watch the Players' Championship. Really, it's a great day. Hope you have a good one.